the Think Tank. KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. Final segment here. Attorneys Tom Ryan and Paul Charlton. There was a Supreme Court decision that came down this month on uh, Arizona, within the last month, I should say, to be precise. Brnovich versus Democratic National Committee. Uh, Arizona's uh, uh, voting regulations were being challenged. And I uh, wonder if you, Tom, tell us what was at stake here and what the what Oh, absolutely. The case did. Uh, there were basically two uh, items uh, that were considered by the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, Actually, the case started out with the Democratic National Committee uh, challenging them, and then Brnovich intervened, and Brnovich lost at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, so he gets to be the appellant, so it now becomes Brnovich versus DNC, so you understand how that process worked. The two issues were, uh, one, uh, a law was passed in the state of Arizona that if you vote out of precinct, they would no longer count the vote for like federal elections. So if you if you were on the edge of Gilbert and Chandler and you voted in the wrong precinct, maybe your your votes for that precinct wouldn't count, but the other votes for statewide office and federal office would still count. Arizona passed a law that says no, we're not doing that anymore. If you vote out of precinct, all votes are are thrown out. The second is this uh, this this idea. You hear the phrase ballot harvesting. That's a, a one of these focus group phrases to make you think that something. Uh, it sounds for it sounds bad. It does sound bad. What it is is um, uh, there was uh, you know we you can vote by mail, and you can have you used to be able to have somebody come by and pick up your ballot and bring it down to the, the county election office or a drop po- a drop point, and uh, there was nothing. You know, nefarious about that, but uh, it was helping a lot of the minorities. Uh, it certainly was helping Native Americans up on the Navajo Reservation um, and the Republican Party. Some of those distances are huge. Oh, uh, take a look at the Navajo Nation on a map someday and understand just how massive it is. And so uh, they uh, they decided that you know we're going to ca- call this ballot harvesting and we're going to we're going to ban it. So that's the issue. The issue then, you know, the, the, the way it is framed in federal law is something known as the Voting Rights Act. It was uh, passed about the same time as the Civil Rights Act. There are five main sections. The two sections that really matter the most for Arizona were Section 2 and Section 5. Arizona, for the longest time, was under Section 5. It's uh, What Section 5 said is if there is a history of discrimination in the election process, um, you are going to have to get pre-clearance, that's the phrase, pre-clearance through the Department of Justice before you can change your election laws. And those states were basically Arizona plus Dixie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. There are others, but yeah, that's, that, that's you know, that's... And these were states that had an unsavory history. Correct. Um, unfortunately, Arizona had an unsavory history, including uh, something known as Operation Eagle Eye, where uh, people would go down and prevent... Uh, Latinos from voting and making all sorts of false, uh, you know, hurdles to get to the ballot box. That, that's that really was inappropriate. So yes, Arizona became one of those Section Five preclearance cases. Section Five uh, got overturned and gutted by Chief Justice John Roberts a few years back in a case called Shelby County versus Holder. 
And uh, Justice Roberts basically said, well, while it was necessary in the 60s, you know, as the civil rights movement was going on, I look around the country today and I, I don't see that kind of problem anymore. And so I know that this is what Congress has passed, but uh, it's no longer necessary. And he, you know, they basically declared it uh, unconstitutional or void. Recently, uh, with Brnovich versus uh, the DNC, um, that came in under Section 2. Section 2 allows um, anybody to uh, file a lawsuit in federal court to challenge uh, a, you know, the state's election misconduct. Uh, it's not a very helpful tool uh, because getting into federal court and sitting there, you wait and wait and wait, and the election could be long over, and you may not get your, uh, your rights uh, protected during an election process. Um, but uh, what happened was Justice Alito, who wrote the majority opinion in this case, uh, said, well, we see what Section, you know, uh, section 2 says, but um, again, it's no longer necessary. And uh, he, he didn't void Section 2, but he pretty much gutted it and said, look, a little bit of, a, a little bit of problems that are caused here, whether, whether you know, it, it affects uh, 1% of the African-American vote or 2% of the Latino vote, that we would consider that within the, uh, the margin of error, and you can't say that proves racism, and therefore we're going to say, yeah, so you're going you're gonna to screw a few folks, folks out of votes. I'm not going to say that that's, that's discrimination. Therefore, Arizona, you can ban ballot harvesting. Arizona, uh, you can pass the law that says if you vote out of precinct, all votes don't count for that ballot. So that's what happened. Well, what, what I, I found, there's a sentence that I plucked out of that that I found just extraordinary. And the history on this was the original civil rights law, you had to prove intent. And, uh, and that's very difficult because you've got to get into somebody's mind. Well, some years later, they strengthened that and they said, you know, it's, it's the re- if you to undertake a certain action and if the results are disparate, that is suspect and, and not legal. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Correct. And Alito's, uh, out of this opinion, he states, to the extent, which I found just extraordinary, to the extent that minority and non-minority groups differ with respect to employment, wealth, and education, and even neutral regulation, no matter how crafted, may well result in some predictable disparities in rates of voting and noncompliance with voting rules. I look at that and say, well, isn't that the essence of discrimination? If I'm reading that correctly, you say, well, you know, if it infects blacks more than whites and it's for reasons other than race, so what? And if, I, if, I you're, just, if you don't really know how to vote, the, the, the right to vote is not really sacred to you is the better way of saying what Alito, Alito said there. And, and what it reminds me of you – know, let me go back to this intent versus disparate impact because I think this one's – this is really important. If you can show any disparate impact – under the, old, the way the law used to be interpreted, you could set aside laws, you could have preclearance and all those kind of wonderful things that protected against exactly what Alito is saying. Yeah, it's okay if you, you have this disparate impact. So for, just to be concrete about it, so if you say on this issue of uh, so-called ballot harvesting, you know, that you're going to take in votes, if you happen to live on an Indian reservation where that is a very, very long drive, 
that is going to impact more people than it is in my district in Tempe where I can walk to my polling place. Exactly. It's not going to impact me, and it's an overwhelmingly white area. It's going to impact up on the Indian Reservation a whole lot more. And here's here's the problem. Uh, Here's more of the problem, not just the problem. State legislatures are clever enough now to draft legislation in a way that you would never know that there was a, a, a racially motivated uh, intent behind designing a, an election law that's going to restrict access to voting or voting rights. And it reminds me of the great quote from Graham Greene, the law is majestic in its ability uh, to um, – the law and its majestic ability, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's uh, before it, it, it can ban a wealthy man from sleeping under a, a city bridge just as easy as it can a poor man. Well, you know, so you pass a law that says uh, nobody can sleep under the bridge. Well, we weren't trying to impact the poor people. We just wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. Well, wealthy people weren't ever going to be doing that anyway. It's that kind of a thinking that, that Alito is expressing here. And it's just it, – it's, it's sad because Americans have always considered the right to vote for everybody sacred. And Alito is saying, no, nah, not really. And that's, that's what he's saying. Elena Kagan's dissent is worth reading and someday will become the majority opinion again. Paul, wanted to let you weigh on. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> We've had a monologue here. It's so. like a, a no. Barbie doll. Pull the string on the back and let me rip. I'm sorry. It, it is interesting. And we got about a minute to go. So. Yeah, it is interesting. Justice Alito's phrase, I believe, was a mere inconvenience doesn't mm. rise to the level of a section or Article Two violation of the Voting Rights Act. And Justice Keegan, as Tom said, uh, said that you were reading that statute far too narrowly. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in Indian country and spent a lot of time on the Navajo reservation. It is more than an inconvenience to tell people that they can't have their votes. Uh, and so it is interesting to watch the evolution of the thinking on this statute, and we'll have to see whether or not that changes at some time in the future. You know, the, the conservative justices that we've had appointed to our Supreme Court have always talked about that they are textualists, meaning that they will look at the text and if there's any reason to uphold it, they will do that. Alito went 180 degrees to the opposite side. So this concept of I, I'm a textualist and I will always support the, you know, the text if there's a reason to do so, a, a constitutional basis, spare me. That's, that doesn't exist anymore. Thank you very much, Tom Ryan, Paul Charlton. Hope you guys can come back sometime. This was terrific. Thanks for having Th- me. Thank you. See you next week in the thinking. Yeah.